What's up, everyone, and welcome to Raise the Geek, your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies, TV, comics, and gaming. This week, let's talk the Book of Boba Fett finale. Was this the worst Star Wars chapter so far? We'll also discuss the new Jurassic Park trailer, Disney pulling Marvel shows from Netflix, and Obi-Wan gets a release date on Disney+. Plus. So sit back and relax, because it's about time we start the show, and by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Hit my music. My music. And we are back. Episode 44 of Raise the Geek is now live recording, not live out there for you all to do but i am chris thank you all for being here and as always i'm here with my buddy don how we doing man chris what is up today my friend we're doing okay pretty good as usual no complaints just uh here to talk some star wars with you man the war of the stars as they call it some <laughs> the some war nice... of the stars where they call it back in the day back in my day Back in my day, this was called the War of the Stars. But uh, yeah, man, we're going to talk some Boba Fett today. Pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. Just uh, hanging out, man. It's Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl is tomorrow. I'm excited. Super Bowl is the grocery store this morning. Hit the grocery store, made it early enough that it was just me and a bunch of old people. Uh, okay. So it wasn't too much. Like if I was to go around this time of day, what is it? Like 2 30 in the afternoon? I'm sure that place is a uh, mob scene of people got to get their chips and dip and pizza and everything and yeah man it's a it's probably a crazy day for the grocery business we know we both used to work in it and i i still am like a in the snack food business so i know man it's it's this is your, go this, nuts man this is your you know this wraps up the holiday season for the snack food industry right Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Like at my job there, we're talking about, we got to have a big day. This is Super Bowl. This is like the day for chips. And like, yeah, it is. You go in and the chip aisle is just like, I need my Doritos. Get out of my way. Uh, people go crazy. So yeah, man. So looking forward to the game as well. And all the commercials that come along with it, you know, the commercials to us are just as fun as a game. We'll see what kind of trailers we get. There's always there something. Go. Something always pops. Something pop culture always comes up during the Super Bowl. It's like, yes, finally uh fill in the blank trailer yeah. here. So we'll see what we get this year, man. Yeah, I'm excited. New Moon Knight. We get in Black Adam. Yeah. We're gonna see mm -hmm. the Flash. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what we get. Uh I know that they did say that the um we talked about it yesterday a little bit, but Jordan Peele's new movie is going to have a proper trailer. And I'm very excited for that just because it's, there's so much mystery behind it. There's no, nobody knows what that is yet, except for the name and like a couple people in the cast. So I'm excited to see what yeah, he which can one bring is that? His, It's called Nope. No, oh yeah, that's right. Nope. Yeah. It's got Steven Ewan and uh, what's the actor's name? David. Uh, the guy from Get Out, who was yeah. in Get Out and Black Panther. I don't want to say his name wrong, but uh, it's like those <laughs> two and someone else. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that one. So, yeah, oh, man, yeah. The commercials are fun. Then you get your halftime show with Snoop Dogg and all the weed smoke. So I'm, we'll I'm, I'm ready for some 90s hip hop uh, nostalgia running Great. through, man. It's going to be it's going to be amazing of how many of those lyrics I still remember. I'm all for 90s nostalgic hip hop my sure. jam back then 
Growing up on the south side of Chicago, you couldn't not be involved. Represent. In the represent. scene, got to represent. Got to represent <laughs> that south side. But Don, we had actually a lot of news and things that came out this week. Um, we got a trailer for Jurassic Park Dominion. I know you're super, super pumped for this. I know you love Chris Pratt. You are just like, just eat up everything that that dude makes. And you couldn't be more excited for Jurassic I guess it's Jurassic World. I wrote Jurassic Park because I don't want to pretend like the world movies exist, but <laughs> it's the world now, Chris. It's beyond the park. And this must be opposite day because you just said everything <laughs> that's untrue. Um, so this is the third Jurassic World, right? Yeah. There was a second one. Yes, it was Forbidden okay. Kingdom and it was. Yeah, I never saw it. You don't need to. Okay, it was I didn't think so. It, you have a couple drinks and watch it to make fun of it, like uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. It mm. and you have a good time. But yeah, it's garbage. I mean, it just. I mean, at one point they have a raptor doing like special agent dives through windows. No, oh, that sounds and like terrible. outrunning explosions, which is hilarious. But why am I watching it? Like, why does it exist? Who thought it was a good idea? Um, yeah, yeah, it just. Here's my thing with the Jurassic franchise is first movie. I love it. It's a classic. The first Jurassic Park Lost World. It was all right. I mean, it, but it didn't come up like it's one of those that's never going to meet the standard of the original. Yeah. And then, you know, everything after that has just kind of been uh, Jurassic World. They wanted to reinvent it with Chris Pratt because he was the new action leading man after Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm -hmm. that really didn't do much for me. It was just kind of a loud blockbuster that just, you know, was loud and shiny and i didn't really get much from it so i mean my main reason for seeing this newest one would just be the nostalgia factor of um sam neill and laura dern and jeff goldblum returning uh and seeing the shot of all them together you know that hits you in the nostalgia feels that that would be the reason why i would be most interested in this film well it's funny because we we're watching this trailer and they showed them first and i was like mm -hmm. oh man this looks so cool. And then all of a sudden you saw like Chris Pratt pop up and I was like, Oh, what's he doing here? Oh <laughs> shit. This is a sequel to Jurassic world. Like I completely forgot. And then when yeah. you're seeing like both casts, like smashed together at the end of that trailer, I was like, that looks weird. Yeah. This is like their, their version of a no way home or something, you know, Yeah, the Avengers, back. you know, the Avengers moment where you see all of the characters spinning around in New York and the camera mm -hmm. going around them. This is what it was just for Jurassic park. <laughs> yeah i don't know if they if they would have just made a new movie with just the original three those three i'd been like oh i'm ready for this let's yeah. do it let's go but uh you know i don't want to sound like a chris pratt hater he's just not my cup of tea really yeah, anymore somewhere in there and, i don't really know what happened just kind of became oversaturated and he doesn't I do, do like bryce dallas howard though too she's all right i think she's good um well she's directed things. a couple episodes of uh well, she did direct Fett. one at least. She directed one of, one of Boba Fett. So, I mean, it's, this, this what we're talking about makes sense. It works. For sure. <laughs> the other One of the other news things that came out. Oh, and if you are interested in Jurassic World, Dominion, the trailer is out now, and it should be out in theaters June 10th. So definitely, I'm sure you'll hear more about it because, as we just said from the nostalgia factor, we're going to watch it. You just have to, but I'm fully expecting it to be terrible. <laughs> Disney is pulling Netflix Marvel shows from Netflix on March 1st. So we're talking Daredevil, 
I was going to say Hawkeye for some reason. I don't know why, but Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, the defenders, Punisher, all of the Netflix, uh, Marvel shows are being pulled, which I never thought they would. I just thought they were going to be there forever because, you know, they were Netflix shows. You forgot the most important one, Iron Fist, everyone's favorite. Iron Fist. Uh, (laughs) uh, One I didn't watch just because I heard it was terrible and I just didn't want to. I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I watched three Um, seasons of Daredevil. I watched one season of Jessica Jones and I watched about four episodes of Luke Cage, and then I canceled Netflix, and then I got it back, and I just never jumped back into it. I don't know why, for whatever reason. I love those characters, but yeah, just couldn't. Yeah, I would think shows. I would think you would because you've always said, especially like you like the street level stuff, and those are the street level heroes. Yeah, that's why that's why they were on Netflix is because lower budgeted shows. So you you, you their shows are about heroes who just punch people on the street, not giant explosions in space. So you know, um, but anyway. This to me is just more of a business move. It's a clearly a business move that deal with Netflix is ing and Disney's gonna wants to get all their money. They're like, well, we got now we own these shows again. Why are we gonna let them sit on Netflix? Especially now when Disney Plus and Hulu are a direct competitor to Netflix. Yeah, and they own the character, so why would they let them sit there? Um, I suspect like some people are like, well, I haven't seen such and such. I gotta hurry and watch um you know luke cage season two before this goes no those shows are not going to be gone they're probably just going to be moved to hulu i would suspect um it will be weird seeing them on hulu probably with like still the netflix headers on them i know that's happened with some other shows before where a show gets moved around um it's like netflix presents right netflix presents but it's on hulu uh i don't know it's all it's all businessman they saw the money they're making uh we just saw Matt Murdock in Spider-Man and Vincent D'Onofrio in Hawkeye. So they clearly have plans and they don't want to just let those shows sit over there. They're like, well, if anyone's going to do anything with these, we're going to do something with them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a sign of the streaming wars getting bigger and more, just more money, I guess. Yeah, becoming ridiculous. I'm already yeah. tired of them, but do you see them doing anything? Do you, I mean, do you just see like a regular, like an actual just release, like, Hey, you know, starting on, you know, March 1st, all these shows are just going to be on Hulu and cool. Or do you see them doing a kind of a release with them? Do you see them doing anything extra with them? Like releasing director cut episodes or do you see any kind of release or do you think it's just going to be a like, Hey, March 1st, here's daredevil season one, March 15th, daredevil season two, or like, just how do you see them reintroducing this? to the world uh yeah i don't know if they would just drop them all at once and be like here's the entire you know um netflix verse on hulu for you to watch now over here they might do something different like do some extras for the fans like make it a little more special i think just the biggest thing is they just seem like they have plans and now now it opens up the door to well there could be a jessica jones season three there could be a Punisher season two, or maybe we want to revisit Luke Cage again. Cause you know, these characters, clearly they're doing that with daredevil and um, Kingpin. So why not the rest of your characters that you have access to? Well, and um, that's, that's a thing. What do you think the chances are of these shows being revived to that level where they can be like, Hey, daredevil, like they announced, Hey, daredevil season four is coming out the end you know in november catch up on the first three seasons you know now you know it's like what are the chances of them reviving any or to all of these shows yeah i think it's a fair chance for all of them um 
I wouldn't doubt it at all. I mean, they're going to do something with Daredevil. We know that whether it's a movie or another season of his show that has yet to be seen, but something's coming. So if it can happen with him, why not all the rest of them, you know? Now, now with this being in Marvel's now being really under the Marvel umbrella and really the MCU, they were always supposed to be in the MCU. That was what was always said, like, hey, they're over in Netflix, but this they're, they're still MCU. But they're about they were about as much MCU at the time as the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were. And right. now it's being like under the umbrella. So is there room for these characters and or this style of shows? in the MCU being that close, even if you put them on Hulu, they're still pretty much like MCU adjacent. Mm -hmm. So do you see a place for these shows or do you think the shows would change? Like say if they did a daredevil season four and they're like daredevil season four comes out November of 2022. Does it look the same? Does it feel the same? Is it basically R rated like it was, or is it, are we going to see like an MCU version of these shows on Hulu? Well, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It's, I think time is going to tell on that and like probably the biggest clues we have to that right now might be the shift in Kingpin that we've mm -hmm. seen from Daredevil to Hawkeye. Um, they, he kind of like got MCU'd or quote like toned down a touch. Yeah. Um, he's not a brutal guy who's going to kill you anymore with his bare hands like a, you know, like a gangster. He's more of a beefed super up hero. super, yeah. super, super villain. You know, that's what kind of what they did. So who's to say what they would do with if they would do the same thing with the actual daredevil matt murdoch character make him more mcue not so you know beat someone till your blood your knuckles are bloody like he was in his show another clue to that we might get is moon knight coming up and we'll see how brutal they get with that one yeah uh, i did just see a thing today from kevin feige saying you know there is going to be a tonal shift with that show and they were kind of hinting at you know this is a guy who's gonna bludgeon people and not stop and and you're thinking like well this is disney they gotta tone this down he's like no we're not gonna tone it down we're gonna like this is his space we're gonna live in um so we'll see what they do with moon knight if it if it, it has more of a daredevil feel to it then you know i'm sure they would want to keep that same feel when daredevil comes back right yeah absolutely and i agree with that but what do you think i guess my better question would have been what would you like to see? Would you rather see them, these shows, if they're going to get revived in any way? And of course, we weren't the biggest, as we just said, we didn't even really watch all of them. But I mean, if they were going to do a Daredevil season four, would you rather see it on Hulu keeping the same tone? Or would you rather see it on Disney Plus with an MCU, like tighter into the MCU? Yeah, it's it's hard, man, because the funny the the fun part is imagining these characters being together, you know, imagining a scene where you can have Spider-Man and Daredevil fighting people together. Yeah. So having one being able to, um, you know, Spider-Man cracking jokes. Meanwhile, I got Daredevil fighting the other guy, like breaking all his teeth out of his head. That's <laughs> a little hard to imagine. Um, so I wouldn't mind like a, a Disney MCU tone down but still keeping it, you know, not like ridiculously just like watching a cartoon. You can still, there's still ways that they can yeah. show brutality in an MCU thing without going completely R rated overboard. And it's still being fine with me. Yeah. So as long as they kind of walk that line, I'd be okay with it. Yes. I, I, I just want to see daredevil with some of these other characters we know, you know, 
hundred percent. And, and, and as, as we've said, sometimes PG 13 is fine. You know, people freaked out when die hard was PG 13 for die hard four. And everyone's like, you can't do that. And that movie was, well, it wasn't that good, but it was at least fine. It did. It worked. And they did the same thing with Terminator and everyone freaked out and those weren't good either. So I'm not really making a point that I'm trying to make here, but I mean, you can do PG 13 fine. We've done, obviously, you know, Batman has gotten dark. We've done a lot, especially within the superhero realm. We've done some crazy stuff with a PG 13 rating. So there's definitely a lot they can do um, for sure by doing that. And I agree with you. I think the moon Knight is definitely going to be the litmus test for what is going to happen or what could happen with these Netflix shows. Now, of course they could just get dropped on Hulu and that's it. And no pomp, no circumstance. And, Maybe I'll finally watch them one day, but that's to be seen. But I'm excited for the possibilities of seeing some of these characters with the current MCU, which I agree with. So hopefully Moon Knight turns up the tone a little bit. Blade comes in, turns up the tone a little bit, and then there's room for these characters to come in and really show us what they got on a larger scale. And then at some point, they they still claim they want to make a Deadpool movie, Deadpool 3, which, you know, they want to be R. So that might be finally Disney being like, we're going to make these movies and these things uh, to the tone that just best best fits with that. So we'll see, man. And that's what you have to do. You can't you can't make everything fit the same box. You know, some right. things just don't, you know, square pegs and round holes. You know, you can't mm-hmm. can't do it for everything. It works for a lot and they're doing hell of a good job in it the last 10 years. But sometimes you got to bite the bullet on that. So. We will find out, but I thought it was interesting and very unexpected news that came out this week. And last up, Obi-Wan, the series over on Disney Plus, and this ties in exactly with where we're going for the rest. So get ready for Star Wars talk because it is Star Wars from here on out. So if that's what you're here for, you can finally breathe a sigh of relief. But the Obi-Wan release date was announced May 25th. They missed May 4th by a couple of weeks for whatever reason. I don't know what <laughs> Disney Plus's scheduling has to do, but you would imagine coming out in May. Why wouldn't you drop this on May May 4th? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the perfect setup for you. Why why it was like it's looking you right in the face to do that. Yeah. Uh, right now they're they're li- right now all the uh, the Lucasfilm executives are li- listening to us going, "Oh my god, it was right there." <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out in May anyway. We're stupid. Oh, how did we do this? You know, you should have asked us. Should have yeah. asked us. Come on. Come my, on. My what? only reason my only reason for thinking why they maybe aren't is will that would May 4th um, like overcross the end of Moon Knight? I don't think they want two sh- big shows at the same time. That's what mm-hmm. I 100% figured. It just had to come down to a scheduling thing. Something else is airing at that time that they just needed to. Yeah. So I just haven't looked too deeply or I don't even know if it's been announced fully to what extent, but I would imagine that's right. exactly what it is because I think what Moon Knight starts on moon Knight's like the last week of march so you got to imagine it's all through april then it would carry over into may so, so yeah i'm assuming moon Knight is in that so i agree i'm sure that's fine but but still <laughs> it, it was a hard i had to have been a hard pill to swallow like they had to yeah. be like oh god how yeah. cool would that have been star wars day but may 25th will be here before we know it i think that's probably somewhere around heading into memorial day weekend um, we've talked about the Obi-Wan show a little bit, but it does star Ewan McGregor. 
and reprising his role from the prequel trilogy of Obi-Wan. And it also stars Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Darth Vader somehow. I don't really still know how this works. Um, we looked it up right before. This show takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, so Darth Vader. So that was episode three of the end of the prequels, but before Luke and all of that. So we kind of tied into 10 years of Darth Vader and mm. Emperor Palpatine running the galaxy, and Obi-Wan's going to do something. Obi-Wan is going to do something. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> we think he's going to do something. Uh, I don't know. With people getting their own show lately with Star Wars, they might ne not necessarily be doing something like uh, the show we just got through watching, so who knows? But uh, I don't know, man. We'll start with you. Are you excited for Obi-Wan? I don't know. You you seem to know probably more about the character than me. Um, yeah, tell me about it. I'm I'm excited for the idea. I like the idea that uh, Ewan McGregor's coming back to reprise his role. I'm a little bit more confused on Hayden Christensen because obviously, unless they're going to do flashbacks, which mm -hmm. I have a feeling they might do, I don't know how they're going to act together or what was the point of bringing Hayden Christensen in when he's technically just under a mask because he's already Darth Vader with James Earl Jones's voice. So it's very confusing to know what his role is. So I'm assuming it has to be a flashback thing. And um, so I'm curious to see what happens and what it is and how they, you know, if, do the lore. I really want to know how um, it has to be my most excited thing for the show is how they're going to age you and McGregor up to uh, old man, <laughs> Obi-Wan in nine years, because technically a new hope episode four starts nine years after this show. So Ewan McGregor's got some aging to do. <laughs> yeah. Cause in a new hope, that guy looked about 70 years old already or something. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hate the fact that I can't remember his name and we're getting yeah, yelled at super probably, hard right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll probably give him just like some gray hair, grayish and add some wrinkles to him. And I don't know. Um, Obi-Wan seems like it, it, it could definitely have some potential. I know it's got the fans excited. Uh, Ewan McGregor was always well-received. Mm -hmm. uh, despite, you know, the reception for those movies, people did always like his casting as Obi-Wan. So to see him in kind of an adventure, um, I guess it's a treat for fans to have Hayden Christensen back as well, just to see those two on screen together in a Star Wars setting again. So... I'm going to stay open-minded about it. I'm going to definitely, I mean, I'm for sure going to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about as excited as I can get right now. Just like, huh, Obi-Wan, let's see what this is about. I'm going to yeah, kind of handle it how, that way. How can you not? You bring back some of these things, especially with a lot of the lore and world building that they're trying to do, tying in books and tying in animated shows and bringing stuff to live action and doing that, which we'll get into all that here in a few minutes. But that idea of what can they do? What, who else can they introduce is what are the chances of them bringing in another de-aged? Uh, well, no, he wouldn't need, he'd need to be really de-aged if they were going to bring in Luke in any way. But I mean, technically Luke is there at 10 years old. So, I mean, can you cast some kid to be Luke Skywalker at 10 and have him involved in some way? Can you, sh you know, start shedding light and showing a little bit more of what's going on on Tatooine and this planet and that Obi-Wan has like, marooned himself on and i did look it up alec guinness was obi-wan i knew that i did yeah, too exactly. i don't know why i just yeah. spaced on names got too many too much of stuff in my head going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but he was uh, clearly a lot older a lot, lot older than what this timeline would suggest is going to be the way 
but it's fine. Um, they'll zap them the with way. something. And I mean, yeah. is the way. It is the way. They'll <laughs> they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll put them in a reverse Bonta take tank and age them up instead of heal them. You know, for sure. Figure it out. You know, they they clearly love their Bonta tanks now. So they do. Um, yeah, and and seeing some of the stuff come out that you and McGregor said about this, he said he's having a great time filming it. He thinks they've written a uh, a great theme and story to the show and he thinks fans are really going to like it so i'll take him at his word for now i mean he's played the character enough times to where he might know if it was good i mean he's not going to come out and be like this story sucks sorry yeah but, uh, maybe in 10 but, years uh, yeah maybe in 10 years but like yeah, i did it for I'm the money guys hopeful. i did it yeah. for the money i'm definitely hopeful for it to um be something positive so We'll see. May 25th, we will be back talking about it here on Raise the Geeks. So you want to make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast on all podcasts and social media services so you do not miss our talking about Obi-Wan. And you definitely want to stick around and make sure you don't miss our conversation about Boba Fett because it's going to be a doozy. But make sure you like and follow us over on Twitter at Raise the Geek. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up at RaiseTheGeek at gmail.com to uh, let us know what you think about Geek World. What do y'all think about Geek World? <laughs> so we are like out on the bad, internet. Bad, bad amusement World. park. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay $10 for a ticket. Ten dollars. Uh, that's all Geek World's worth. Ten. That's bucks. all it's worth. Ten. That's what I got for you. All right. Well, we are going to jump into the book of Boba Fett finale. But before we do that, we want to let you know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. All right, Don. Let's talk the book of Boba Fett finale and wrap up this this show series i don't know if this is getting a season two or not but let's wrap up this series we did an episode a few weeks ago month ago where we talked mm -hmm. about the first three episodes of book book of boba fett and now we are here the finale just aired a few days ago we got the last four and a lot a lot a lot of thoughts and we're going to answer the question is this the worst Star Wars chapter so far, or is it the best? I mean, I'm not uh, going to say anything, but Don, you ready to talk some Boba Fett? Yeah, man, we get it from your inflection. There's no mystery to what we think about this show. <laughs> and it's really called, uh, more properly referred to as the Book of Boba Fett Alorian. So I'm just putting that out there now. <laughs> we talked about that. But um, anyway, Boba yeah, man, the Book of Boba Fett. I'm ready to talk about it with you. Let's have some fun with this, shall we? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun. Obviously, spoilers for the back half. So if you haven't watched it yet, we are going to talk all about it. So make sure you check it out. But regardless, you should still stick around. We'll have fun. But we will spoil it. Definitely, definitely. We're going to hit you with some spoilers. And we all know this show is on Disney Plus, uh, brought to us by who? Um, John Favreau, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, had a little bit of Bryce Dallas Howard in here. And Dave Fil Filoni is his name, right? Yep. And he's heavily involved with Star Wars, um, a guy who was behind the Clone Wars and uh, the Mandalorian and and he's like kind of synonymous with Star Wars stuff. So a lot of different creators, but still some of the names we're used to with this show. Um, poof, I don't know what what well, you think. <laughs> I was going to say, let's start it off real quick. 
Yeah. For those who might have missed episode or the, our first talk, the first three episodes, if you're coming yes. in for whatever reason and you're just like, hey, I want to know how the book of Boba Fett ended. I don't know what's going on. So the story so far, and I'm going to put as much effort in this as Disney did on Disney Plus for the descriptions for these episodes. All right. Let's hear it. So chapter one, uh-huh. Boba Fett holds court. Chapter uh-huh. two. Boba Wait, Fett that's faces. It? That's it for chapter one. That's it. That's, that's it all you need to one? know. You don't okay. need to know anything okay. else. Boba Fett holds court. That's what okay. happened. I'm chapter writing two. This down. Boba Fett faces new challengers on Tatooine. Ooh. You know. And chapter three, Boba Fett must deal with two very different threats. Oh shit. Now, you don't need any more than that, right? You're good. <laughs> oh, I know the I know the whole show. Right? It's like I watched it. I don't know what I even watch it for. That's These, uh, that's all of it. All of the descriptions are ridiculous. My favorite one was chapter six. Uh-huh. Mysteries are explored, and Boba Fett learns new information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forty-five minutes of learning some new information. Isn't isn't that literally every TV show ever? Mysteries yeah. are explored, and the character learns new things. Yeah, that could be said for any show we've ever watched ever in our entire lives. So, every story, uh, every conversation, every conversation I've had with a person has I've I've explored mysteries and learned new things. Now I get I get shows doing that like trying to be vague in their yeah. de- descriptions like but man that's so freaking cheap like a cheap vagueness that oh give me something more than that. I guess they didn't want to spoil things if like I don't know who knows, but I don't, I don't really know, but I was, I was reading them and they made me laugh and I wanted to share them. Um, Obviously there was more that happened in the first half, but a lot of it was flashbacks, just more or less learning Boba Fett of a character who was originally in the return of the Jedi. And he was in uh, empire strikes back in return of the Jedi. He died in return of the Jedi. And then he developed a cult following. Everybody loved that character. Everyone cosplayed at him. He popped up in parades. He, became a lovable character that they turned into a little bit more and gave him a backstory in the prequels. And then he uh, showed up in the Mandalorian season two and everyone wanted to know how he was alive. So realistically, that's what the point of this show was, was how is he still alive? And then we had a little story tacked on about the Pike syndicate, a lot of sleeping in a water tank and dreaming about (laughs) his past. Yeah. And like we talked about in our first episode, this show was kind of like almost two separate shows. You got your flashbacks. Um, you got your, it's very flashback heavy to yep. telling us as fans how he survived the Sarlacc pit and what happened to him after that and what led him to uh, where we saw him next in the Mandalorian. And then you have modern day, which is him um, taking over Jabba's throne to be the crime lord of Mos Espa on Tat- on Tatooine. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, th- I feel like this show should have focused more. We talked about it earlier, but it should have focused more on the most Espa modern day things. And it got very flashback heavy in the beginning. And we've been through all that. And we thought that was a bad choice. And um, some of those things do carry over here in the last half too. But yeah, that's kind of where we were in the first half of this show. So let's talk about the back half now. And if you okay. want more on the first half, make sure you check out that first episode we did a couple couple episodes back. Um, should be labeled the Book of Boba Fett. So yeah. <laughs> so it shouldn't be too hard to find. But we're going to jump in. And of course, we started with a flashback because we learned all about Fennec Shant, which was one of the questions. I have to give them credit because one of the main questions we had coming out of our first conversation, the first half, was 
Why are they together? What are their motivations? What are we doing? So they answered it in typical Boba Fett what, you know, way. They gave us a flashback. You know, mm-hmm. Boba Fett laid down in his tank, took a dream, and remembered all about... <laughs> took a dream. <laughs> <laughs> took a dream. He took it, and he made it what he wanted it to be. And because of that dream, we were able to see that he found Fennec Shaw in the woods or no jesus the i was gonna say the jungle man i'm broken today (laughs) found her found her in the desert just like laying there and he picked her Mm -hmm. up and took her to the biker kids and they turned her into a robot they did (laughs) they turned her into a robot the cyberpunk kids um i don't know this this cyberpunk kids man i have i have to rewind my brain to this episode because this is the one i remember the least just because especially episodes five six and seven stand out in my mind so much um but yeah this is kind of uh filling in the gaps of how fennec and boba kind of or how he found her and saved her and why they why she agreed to work with him and their deal they made with each other and um yeah i mean i guess that's kind of just for, all that was for Fennec Shaw. Was this enough for you? Like, was this, was, did you need a full episode? Was this like, did this episode answer those questions enough to a satisfactory level where you were like, all right, I can buy why she's following him around. Was it, I mean, okay. Yeah. He saved her life, but then they did a whole adventure together. And then she was like, I'll still come along with you. Um, yeah. I, I still you- think she's, I still <laughs> think she's being under been underused through in the, this entire series. Yeah. Like I could yeah. do with more of, probably her i could have probably book enjoyed a, a book of fennec shan show yeah a show about her more um fennec shaw yeah i don't know, I got, I don't know where i got shand from fennec shand but uh yeah i don't know i guess it's enough it's a it's a logical explanation they kind of explained why he like she it owes is him fennec a shand then I you've been saying wrong. shaw this whole time you messed it up i did mess it up i wrote <laughs> it, i'm gonna blame i what i'm gonna blame is uh google docs Damn you, Google. Google. (laughs) Autocorrect us. All right. Calm down. Fennec Shan. Sorry. sorry, We're back on track. We're back on. You had a thought. Keep going. Yeah. I buy her reason. I buy her reasoning, but it's still like, it's kind of flimsy to me. Um, I don't know why she would just continue on with him. They just kind of brushed it over and she's like, okay, I'm with you now. And he's like, I need a warrior. I need you. You're my, you're my person. She could have just been like, nah, not interested. Like I'm a bounty hunter. What am I going to go with you for? Or, you know what I mean? I'm an assassin. Um, it kind of goes against her character a little bit to just like join up with him. And that's just her job and role now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the character's badass. I I like that actress. I think she oh, yeah. did a great job in the role with the little bit she did have. Um, criminally underused in the finale she just like popped up to to whatever assassinate people at the end she wasn't even part of the big fight like they really probably could have used her help because she's your most talented person but um yeah i don't know episode four is kind of a blur to me and it was just kind of blah i mean i know at the end of that episode you get the little mandalorian music and that's when people are like oh yeah mandalorian and i was like oh that's cool um little did i know what was to come but uh but that was an exciting little uh thing at the end but i don't know Um, that was you know the tease of an unexpected ally emerging 
an unexpected ally. Oh, but they made it very expected when by playing the music. So we were all amped up. Now, yes, as you said, little did we expect, and it's part of the reason why you were calling this the book of Boba Fettalorian, was that the next two episodes pretty much just were the beginning. It and I think you said it last night when we were talking, it basically just turned into Mandalorian season 2.5. Mm-hmm. Like we got a full episode that I don't think Boba Fett was even in. And if he was, it was just at the end for a minute. Well, I know for a fact he was not in episode five at okay. all. And in episode six, he was in it once Din finally joined his little posse and he's just standing around a table and did not have one line of dialogue. <laughs> so Boba Fett was in his show for two episodes for a maximum of 60 seconds and didn't have one line of dialogue. Make that make sense. I can't because it doesn't make sense. It's so weird. But yeah, I just, it the whole show then took this weird side story, which then led in, which was ultimately the main story because it's what everybody... I'm sure there was a large chunk of people that were watching this waiting for Mando and Grogu to show up in this thing because they're like, where's baby Yoda? I need, I need me some baby Yoda. And why isn't he in the show? And there's a, there's, I'm sure a large chunk of people that wanted to watch this, not knowing that Boba Fett and the Mandalorian were two different people. <laughs> they have the same mask. Yeah, the general public, right? Yeah. The general general public who might be a little bit more confused or only were just like baby Yoda, but we really just picked up where season two ended and started just going on this whole adventure of what Mando did after he dropped off after Luke took Grogu and he went, you know, to make armor and get back with his Mandalorian people and a little bit more lower on the dark saber and a lot of stuff like that, which a little bit more into the Mandalorian religion and, and things like that. And then he was like, I got to make Grogu a present. I miss mm. my little buddy. And yeah. then we got a freaking third. It had to have been, I wish I should have timed it. This building a ship montage was like half of this episode. Why did yeah. we build a spaceship for half of this episode? They had nothing else they could do with the runtime <laughs> of this episode. This episode was 51 minutes. It was almost outside of the finale. It was almost the longest episode. And we spent a large chunk of that just building a ship. We did. And they had to replace his ship, I guess, from season one, like the Razor Crest, because it, it got or yeah. from his show, it got destroyed. So he needed a new ship. Did we need to spend that much time building the new ship? Absolutely not. I don't think so. <laughs> it um, was comically long. It was comically, comically long. long. <laughs> Here's the thing about these two episodes to me, man. Um, they felt good to me. I liked them because I liked The Mandalorian. Yeah. These were. To me, these would belong in Mandalorian season three, not Boba Fett. That's the biggest thing I couldn't get over. Like watching them, I'm like, okay, these are fun. These are kind of fun. I like the dark saber action. I like the fight at the beginning where he's taking out all the people and he's clumsy with the dark saber because he's just learning how to use it. And like he injures himself with it. It was like finally somebody cut themselves with a lightsaber because that should have happened at some point. Right. <laughs> that that big fire sword would have eventually. <laughs> hit somebody in the leg um but it's like yeah swinging it around and doing flips and shit yeah at some yeah. point you're gonna chop off your own limb how so, how somebody hasn't cut off the bottom half of their leg yet i don't know <laughs> so finally somebody finally did like was more realistic with it and it hurt themselves using a saber but yeah man these definitely i was just confused while watching i was like wait a minute 
this is the book of Boba Fett. Like, and then season ep- or episode five ended, and I'm just like, he wasn't in a damn minute of that. Like, what is this? Doesn't belong here. They're telling me they. I just I'm watching Mandalorian. Like, I just watched an episode of the Mandalorian, yeah. and then at the end, you know, the Boba Fett theme plays, and it's like, what's? Oh, it's, I'm still watching his show, but. I just watched the Mandalorian. Like I'm just sitting there confused. Like it was hard to enjoy, but just because I was so confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we I don't moving, know, man. We weren't moving the Boba Fett story about the syndicate. The, I mean, all of the stuff that we talked about, we liked from the first half we haven't touched yet. And we were going into episode. I mean, this is episode five. We're going into episode six and we haven't gone back to that. We set it up in the first two episodes. And or I guess first three, the fourth episode was the flashback. And then these two, then we did two episodes of Mandalorian. And yeah. I'm like, well, why didn't you build more about the the syndicates and you know the day-to-day? Because it made it just made that story worthless by the time you, we get to this finale where we're supposed to yeah. care about what's going on. And it was really hard to care about what was going on. Yeah, because there's even parts, there's parts in the finale of this episode where where We'll talk about him too, but like Cad Bane, a character who came in and he says to he says to Boba Fett in their little showdown, he's like, I don't understand your angle. And in my mind, I was like, I don't either. I don't know what he's doing either. I don't get <laughs> like you said yeah. it best, Cad Bane. I don't get his angle either. Cause he's like, This is my town. These are my people. I was like, It is? You nothing has been expressed to us viewers that makes us know why you care about this place. Like why you're protecting it like this. It's like, you gave us a million flashbacks. You couldn't give us one as like your dad took you there as a child and you ate a a piece of candy that you really loved from a nice old lady. And you, and then you saw her murdered by stormtroopers. So you were just like, Oh my God, I got, these are my people or yeah. I mean, something like, yeah. And, it, like he, he they haven't shown us him have any connection with the city he claims that he's protecting so like he doesn't hasn't talked to citizens or anyone in the town they haven't shown us meet anybody and like this was described at first as him wanting to be a crime lord like the cr- underground crime lord but then all of a sudden he's like the protector so which one is it are you the crime lord or are you like the protector you know what i mean well they, then, they and wanna, then- when we get to the end and he's and like the whole town loves him for saving everybody. He's annoyed, man. Why does everybody keep giving me things? And why do <laughs> right. I keep bowing? I'm he's like, like, this what? isn't for us. This is he said, this isn't wanted. for us. Like, exactly. That's what your, your ass has been fighting for this whole time for reasons unbeknownst to us as viewers. We don't know why you care. You just keep saying you do. Okay. And now, All right. Yeah, and now we're, now we're ending the show with you going, man, this isn't for us. I don't like it. <laughs> right. It's like, what? <laughs> What have, what have we been doing this whole time, man? Yeah. But to walk it back here, back to uh, Mando and Grow Grew, I mean, it, it was obviously great to go back to those characters, pick up, I mean, get in, like I said, an unexpected season three premiere in the middle of this that I yeah. don't think anybody really saw coming. I, I, I thought a cameo, I thought, you know, a sidetrack or something, but I didn't expect a full-on Mandalorian episode, let alone two. Yeah, it was basically like a mini season, like two straight up Mandalorian episodes, smack dab in the middle of Boba Fett. And like I said, they were fun. And especially, you know, the the episode six had the Internet blowing up um, just because there were so many cameos. Yeah. And I guess we can kind of talk about them. Yeah. Uh, We got Luke Skywalker back, man. What is full on like? Yeah. Full on. I mean, dialogue. And he was there. He didn't talk a lot because it's hard to make 
when you de-young these people or and or CGI their faces, you don't want to linger the camera too long with bright for sunshine too long. lights. Hmm? Yeah, for not for too long. I agree. So he didn't say too much or do too much um, in front, but I mean, it was cool to see him again showing up and being a part of the story and just continuing a little bit, seeing a little bit more of Luke post Jedi and what he was doing and trying to start his, his school temple because this was before he had any students and built his Jedi temple. It was still being built and Grogu is going to be his first student that he Mm -hmm. was planning on bringing in to teach the ways of the force. And that was kind of where we were with this episode with Grogu going through his training. (laughs) Yeah, those were hilarious. Those were some hilarious. I was dying. I was dying watching this little, I mean, one, they did the backpack Yoda while Luke was running through the forest doing flips with Yoda on his back again, like they did in empire. And did you ever see the, uh, the video that they made of the bad, bad lip singing with the uh, seagulls? No, with, I'll have to send it to you after this. If you look it up, like Yoda, bad lip reading yoga flock of seagulls or something. And it's, there's this whole song about Yoda with bad lip singing. It's hilarious. And I can't remember what it is right now, but those out there knows knows. And Don's going to know once we're done, cause I'm going to send it to him. Okay. Um, but there was so much that I was remembering that video while they were doing this was making me laugh unintentionally. And then I feel like they were doing that on purpose in a way as well. This little like <laughs> puppet. Yeah. They just don't have enough for him to do. Like he, they well, want because him to his, his so movements are, his movements are very limited because of what it is. Yeah. They want to stick with the puppet. They don't want to make him like a full CGI Grogu being able to like, move very fluidly they want it to still be you know the old look of star wars while just mixing in new a little bit you know and it it works but it's like the problem that we're running into now is there's so much more story that we need involving this puppet so we need this puppet (laughs) to do more like it needs to talk by now like because like luke is asking this this grogu all kinds of crazy things about the force and trying to teach him things and you need to focus and you need to do this and he's talking to him but then we just look get a camera shot of the puppet and he's going "Ah, ah," (laughs) and he just wants to eat frogs and so it's like (laughs) i know they were saying he's 50 years old or whatever however you know he's not like a baby but he acts like a baby so then when you have luke like putting proposals in front of him and treating him and wanting like almost seeming frustrated that Grogu is not taking this seriously, but then he's not saying anything. So we don't see anything. All we get from Grogu is, and he's just looking cute. And you're like, Oh, this is super cute. But Luke is just like, Oh, he just messaged the Mandalorian. And you're just like, well, it just makes, it just makes, (laughs) it just makes Luke seem like he's abusing a child (laughs) (laughs) pretty much right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Like, it just looked it just looked so funny and then then of course when grogu started running on those rocks dodging that laser thing dude i was dying i was in tears i was laughing so hard at that because <laughs> it was just he was doing these flips and it's just first it was so drastic it was it was really reminiscent of attack of the clones episode two when yoda just you only saw puppet yoda and you only saw him just hobbling around like an old man and then all of a sudden he's gonna have this big giant cgi lightsaber duel out of nowhere yeah. and you can't help but laugh at it because it's so unexpected so when they did it again with this it's just was so funny because we've only seen this little puppet that half most of the time you could tell it's just a little puppet as they're ragdolling this damn thing around during these action sequences and then we just now all of a sudden are watching him doing flips and whooping the hell out of this droid oh <laughs> so good i loved it yeah. i loved it i laughed so hard See, there is things we did like. About no, this I show. love. No, I, 
absolutely. I loved lots of aspects of this show. Um, not necessarily for the ways that they might have hoped I loved it, but I still loved it. Yeah, I'm with you. So we had Luke and we had Grogu come back, and that was fun. Um, another appearance from Rosario Dawson's character, and I always have trouble with that pronunciation. What is it like? Osaka? Ahsoka? Ahsoka? Yeah. I didn't watch Clone Wars enough to know it off the top of my head. Yeah, you and me both. I never watched any of the animation, but um, yeah, it's it's fun to see her pop up again, especially because, you know, she's got her own show coming up, so they have to kind of include that. And then the last one that was like the 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 big thing was this character um, back into Freetown, which is now called Freetown, but it used to be um, in Mandalorian season one. What was the name of that town before they changed their name? I don't know. It's it's escaping me right now. But I mean, you'll know it when you saw it. you all know what we're talking about with with Mar- the Marshall Cobb Vanth played by Timothy Oliphant, who we both love. And I was so happy to see him back in the show. Is he the best part of Star Wars already? Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and you can't, I mean, you need a marshal for anything. Get Timothy Oliphant. He's the best marshal. I want to oh, say totally. that, I mean, definitely of this generation. Yeah. Um, of like Western ideas and the things that he's done with just being a marshal in things. Yeah. And the fact that they're putting him and being like, we're just going to have you do your, do your stick. Just go do Deadwood. Just don't say as many F-bombs. And yeah. um, just go and, do your thing. And then Justified. Yeah, both of those yeah. things together. Just go be just Rayland out on a much. different planet. You'll be all right. And he's like, just, all right. You're just Space Rayland. He's like, I got it. I don't even <laughs> got to read the script. Uh, Space Rayland. Yep, I got it. Yeah, because that's basically what he was. But I guess one thing I'll say I do like about th- those certain aspects of the show that took place in that town and with, with Cobb Vanth and with Cad Bane is the Western, like oh, space yeah. Western. I loved that feel in this show. And they kind of got that a little bit in the finale too. I'm really a fan of that. I thought it was fun. Like the showdowns and like the, the, you know, laser guns, just replacing old cowboy guns. That's basically all you're doing. So that was really but then fun. They to even me. used the sound effects like old six shooters and shit, sure. like when they would yeah. go off. So it's like they're, they were doing showdowns. Yeah, that was I loved. I loved the Western idea of this show as much as I loved the samurai version mm-hmm. of like the Mandalorian always had that lone wolf and cub like side yes. inspiration heavily inspired by. And this one was very Western heavy. And when they leaned into it, I really wish they would have leaned into it more. It was it was well, awesome. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of say is. I mean, that also kind of brings us in talking about the character of Cad Bane a little bit. Super cool character, man. Like a, a cowboy outlaw bounty hunter. Um, he looks super cool. Who looks really cool. And, you know, I know some fans were crying that he doesn't look exactly like he did in Attack of the Clones, but that's just like, you know, fanboys crying about anything. Was he in Attack of the Clones? Not Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, oh, okay. the animated show. Yeah, I'm I'm a guy who's gonna get these things confused all the time. I don't no, know. No, that's fine. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believed um, you, so that's why I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I thought the, for being someone who doesn't know the character and didn't know the character, which was kind of presented badly because I don't feel like anybody who didn't watch Clone Wars knew that character, but he was supposed to be a big deal. So I kind of think the the. I, whether it was Favreau or Filoni or whoever's idea it was, didn't do a good enough job of telling us who that was and like letting us know that he was a big deal for those who haven't watched the animation. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. 100%. I had no idea. And I, as far as I'm aware, they never said his name. 
Right. So I, don't, I mean, I, I don't remember his name being said on the actual show. But no, I, like, I learned who he was from the internet after yeah. watching it. It was like, who is this? Like, because it made it seem like I should know who that is. Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. I guess he was on the cartoon, the animation. Cool. cool. I mean, he's cool, but I don't know. Um, so I feel like that was kind of like a poor execution there. But the character was so, totally cool, man. And it makes me think that why not just make this show more Cad Bane? You introduced him in season five or episode five as like this nemesis to Boba Fett. And they, they kind of like implied that they knew each other and have this relationship pre whatever, pre what we've seen. Like yeah. they have a history. If you would have made this show about their history and then this showdown between them at the end, I would have loved the show. Yeah. Like make that this show. That's all and they then, need to do. Yeah. And then you put more weight behind him as an actual villain, like make him the villain, not these weak ass pikes who are just like hordes of guys running at you and then you shoot them and they're dead. Like make Cad Bane the villain of this show. That's what you, that's what I think they should have done. It feels like kind of a waste. Well, and with that character model, I mean, he looked so like menacing and just badass. So why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want that dude in episode, every episode? Why wouldn't you want like the, the actor delivery line delivery? I mean, everything about that character was amazing. I mean, even his debut walking in from, I mean, the marshal saw him walking in through the, the fog in the distance, just walking in dude in a black hat and just looked full on out of a wester i was like i was like all of a sudden paying more attention i'm like okay where where are we going Uh, yeah i was like here we go and he lifted up his hat and he saw him i was like i don't know who this is but that looks awesome and they did the whole showdown thing and the confidence in the western and i was like that was awesome and then yeah to see where they went with it i was just like yeah why did we get more why didn't we get more backstory and then yeah i 100 agree with you as a casual star wars viewer and someone who didn't hasn't consumed everything star wars of the last 10 years where is an introduction? Where is any kind of backstory? Uh-huh. I mean, you did this whole show was flashbacks and backstory. So we got nothing on Cad Bane. Right. Yeah, totally agree, man. It, it feels like a really missed opportunity for what could have been a cool, like just spaghetti Western Star Wars sh- show. That's what Boba Fett could have been. Um, instead, you know, you threw in all this crazy, weird other stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. It was just I found it frustrating. Um because the character was so cool and just had me thinking what could have been, I guess. Yeah. And I think that would have been super cool to see, but alas, but I'm sure we've talked a lot about Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett here, Yeah, but it's been a while since we talked about Boba. <laughs> where's, yeah. uh, where's, what's, what's old Boba Fett doing, man? Like, where did he go? What happened? Yeah, man. <laughs> It's a great question. I think it's a question we all have. Uh, this just convinces me that Disney doesn't know what to do with Boba Fett. Uh-huh. Um, they gave him a show. He wasn't in two episodes of it. And the majority of the, the rest of the time, he was just kind of like still felt like a guest star on his own show with his name. Like, and then it, it's got me thinking, well, was the Mandalorian show already the Boba Fett show that they wanted to make? But 
they it just so happened to be starring another character but the popularity of that was just so through the through the roof it's like well now we're very we're focused on the mandalorian you know what i mean yeah and boba fett's just kind of a side thing but then it's like why did you make this show what is the point of this show boba fett could have just been in mandalorian season three then if you want to continue keeping him as a side character let's just keep him as a side character yeah you know what i, I mean yeah, i don't know what the point of this show was ultimately and as you said he wasn't in those two episodes but you know two episodes before that they weren't he was in them but it wasn't about him like he right. had those first couple episodes where we did everything his story arc with the tuscan raiders it lived and died by the tuscan raiders when they died his story ultimately died mm-hmm. he had nothing else to do in this till the finale pretty much <laughs> yeah and so it's just such a weird weird direction to go in the show and it, you could have done so many cool things yeah you could have just made this like a two-hour movie and just yeah, put it on put it on disney plus you know if you wanted to do a boba fett thing like the boba fett special or whatever um yeah man i mean even even in the finale he's he's sharing the spotlight with mandalorian it was like a 50 50 thing and i will admit that them them coming out of that um blown up bar and fighting together was pretty cool for the the first time they popped out mm-hmm. and they're like taking on the pike together i liked that i liked seeing them fight back to back side by side yeah well, besides that, like some of the other finale choices, he'd disappear for a long time. Then all of a sudden, boom, he's back on a Rancor's back. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, there's there's Boba Fett again. This is his show. Let's see what he's doing. Uh, I mean, he wanted to ride a Rancor the whole time. So I guess he finally got his wish, which was cool to see. But just another thing that just lasted forever, forever, forever. They just kept doing it and doing it. it was like all right i've seen enough let's let's move on oh we're not moving on we're still doing this we're still gonna keep doing this oh now mando's gonna ride the rancor okay cool, cool. <laughs> right right well and, um, and like once again that comes back to the boba fett problem like we had the one one scene with danny trejo talking about the rancor and boba fett going i'm gonna ride it like in a trance and then yeah we never talked about the rancor. We never showed it again. Like it roared once while he was having a meeting, but that was like it. We never saw like a relationship build with the two. We never saw him caring about the rancor. We never saw him doing anything with it until, Oh, we needed to pop out and we need him to ride it. We need yeah. the King Kong thing and have it climb a tower. You know, and you're just like, okay, come on guys. Like you couldn't have given spared any screen time to make this moment worth it. Like make, show him failing trying to write it and then needing to write it at the last. I mean, it's, it's called an arc, you know, you right. pay off the story, just saying something and then doing it. It's not, a, it's not always a fulfilling thing. Yeah. He said it four episodes ago. Cool. But then having him do it later. I mean, there's, there's, there was no weight or no emotion put behind actually it happening. So I was like, okay, cool. He's writing it. That didn't seem too hard. Yeah. There was no payoff to it because like you said, there was no build up to it. Yeah. So having having that scene just pop out of nowhere didn't feel fulfilling because, like you said, we just spent two whole episodes with Boba Fett not even in this. So I don't even know what his motivations for anything he's doing are. This that that, the finale felt like it was written by kids playing with their toys. Like they were like, oh, I put my Boba Fett action figure on this Rancor and it's going to chase down this droid. And they were like, oh, that'd be so cool. But nope, my droid's got shield, so you can't get in. And then I was like, no, I can do this and I'm going to smash the shield. And then it's just kids arguing over how they're going to win a fight over and over again to infinity. And that's what this whole finale felt like was just how I'm going to one up your toys. (laughs) 
that's actually a great analogy because that's exactly how that entire final finale played out like me and you playing star wars toys in your living room and you don't want to lose smashing like, them up like, against each other yeah playing playing toys when one has one in their hand and one has one in the other and you're trying to make it up it doesn't work and it didn't work here no it didn't it just leads and, to fights <laughs> yeah or broken and, toys when you slam them together and then they break and you're like damn it yeah i agree dude that's oh can't get over how good that analogy is because that's exactly how it played out this the finale was there were cool moments of course it there were lots of like you know as you said boba fett riding a rancor yeah of course that looked cool i'm not you know i like cheap action and stuff and you know having the the action sequences i mean the whole thing was action it was the war that they've been building towards so i mean i can't say i'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't get there it just once again, this was the longest episode coming in at an hour. It was so much going on and um, coming back around. Cause I guess the biggest thing coming out of this finale and really the only story we got, of course, had to do with the Mandalorian, but we ended the episode before with Luke just had enough with Grogu. And he's like, you know what? I'm tired of you. I don't want to train you anymore. You don't want to be here. So take Yoda's lightsaber and stay with me or, you know, take this uh, chain mail that the Mandalorian, your buddy brought you. And you go back to him and R2-D2 just brought Grogu back in this episode. He just showed up and Amy Sedaris was like, what are you doing here? And <laughs> what are you doing here, kid? <laughs> hey, kid. Um, and then you're just like, oh, okay. Grogu's back. I have zero explanation because this, this the puppet doesn't talk. So he can't be mm -hmm. like, hey, yeah, I decided I wanted to come back. He just was like, oh. And I'm like, did yeah. he mean to be here? Does he want to be here? Like he's wearing the chain metal. So obviously he made a choice, but we didn't see it. And this was just a weird, a weird way to do this and try to move that story along, man. And I, I kind of we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I feel like it's a very cheap resolution to what the entire Mandalorian season two was. Mm -hmm. That entire Mandalorian season two, if you go back and remember, is just Din trying to return Grogu to the Jedi. Uh, because that's who you know he made a moral decision. That's who he belongs with. He's he's special. He needs to train to be a Jedi. Um, this is what his purpose is. So that entire whole season was that. Now we get to Book of Boba Fett, and he's just like, I miss him. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to him. And they're like, No, you shouldn't. He was like, But I'm gonna, I'm gonna anyway. But then he's like, Well, okay, I'll leave. And then and then Luke, Luke realizes what's going on and tells Grogu, you know, make your choice. And he's like, Well, I choose my friend, not you, asshole, who's been pushing me around this entire time. So then all of a sudden there's in this finale, they're just reunited already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it it kind of just cheapens the entire season two. It's like, oh, we're it just like kind of reverse course everything so quickly. And now moving into you know, Mandalorian season three, which they're talking about is already going to be out this year around Christmas or something. Oh, We're just back to Grogu and Mando adventures. Like there's people I know who loved that show who didn't watch Boba Fett and they're going to go into the beginning of Mandalorian season three, confused as hell as to why Grogu and Mandalorian are just back together. And then they'll have to ask somebody like, Oh, they resolved that in two episodes of the book of Boba Fett. Like what? What's the book of Boba Fett? I don't care. <laughs> right. I don't care about that. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, they'll so see weird. It in the, they'll see them previously on. Yeah, dude. It's and so if they weird. don't skip the intro then, or they don't skip the previously on, then they're going to be like, wait, when did this happen? I don't remember this. Exactly. Uh, so it's so weird, man. It's, it's just kind of confusing and confusing to 
us as viewers and I don't know. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't they have just had Mando being involved and have him helping out Boba Fett? I mean, Boba Fett was helping him in season two, so you just have Mando involved in the Pike Syndicate war. Cool. If you want to have Grogu in there, do the stuff with Luke. Cool. Have him getting trained and doing his stuff. And I mean, that would have all been super cool and been more than enough, but also missable for to jump into season three. Yeah, and then like resolve, resolve Grogu and Din's relationship in his show. Not in this show. You know what I mean? But it, it just felt wrong. But I 100% agree with you. Like, what was the point of season two of The Mandalorian then? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole point. It was paid mm-hmm. off with Luke taking him. And now you're thinking, oh, shit, Grogu is going to go be a Jedi now. He's going to go learn some stuff. And of course, we all ask the question, well, what the hell is season three going to be about? Is that going to be the end of the show? You like, And realistically, right. it was a satisfactory ending. Like, I didn't need more Mandalorian after that because we ran the arc with the child. Cool. So if you don't have another idea for an arc of what you're going to do with any of these characters and you're just going to slam them back together, go do it again, then you don't have an idea for a third season of this show because now it's just going to be the, the Mando grow grew adventures, as you said, part three. Yeah. yeah, part three. And what is there to do? Didn't you do everything that you could with that? So what's, what's the arc? Yeah. So I have no We're, idea where they're going with this and just thought it was so weird that they wrapped it up the way that they did in Boba Fett. Yeah. It's, it's very disjointed and doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, and it just had me scratching my head. I'll, that's all I'll say about it. But, but then we hit this crazy finale with the war coming down and we had, I mean, obviously some cool moments with, you know, as you talked about the bar exploding and everyone walking out, the two Mandalorians fighting side by side, Cad Bane showing up, the, the, the Freetown people showing up to uh, avenge the marshal. Um, I don't know why Cad Bane thought, Hey, I'm going to shoot the marshal and the Freetown's going to, they, they already didn't want to be involved. And then Cad Bane came in and was like, I'm going to make sure they don't, I'm going to kill the marshal, which is going to motivate them to come help. So that was flawed thinking. <laughs> um, For sure. You know, you're just like, Oh, you, you didn't have to do anything, man. You could have just let them go. And they were going to all be like, yeah, no marshal. We're going to stay here and mind our own business. Right. You, you, he actually probably helped the cause of them. coming. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They would have, if they weren't coming that bartender was like we're not getting involved marshall um (laughs) but then all of a sudden he's leading the charge like marshall's dead we got to go do our thing um but we just had it was just a lot of action that went way longer than it needed to especially once those droids got involved with the big shields that they just could not penetrate and could not penetrate and just felt like a video game boss that just wouldn't you couldn't you know sometimes you're playing like a boss and you're shooting them and shooting them and shooting them. And you're just, and then you're not seeing the life bar go down. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do right now. And until you find the little flashing red spot that you need to shoot or get behind them, you know, there's some like secret or you're just not supposed to hit them yet. But that's what this felt like. They were just bullet sponges, just taking all these hits. And I'm like, this is not fun to watch at all. Right. Yeah. And it just went on and on. And on. And then we did the whole Rancor thing with Boba Fett. And then even after they destroyed the first robot, I'm like, okay, cool. We're done with this. Then they're like, oh, nope. There's a second one. We got to go do the whole damn thing again. And we watched yeah. another Rancor battle with a second droid with a shield. I'm like, really? Two? You made us do and, this twice? And then you think it's over. But no, it's not. Because the now the Rancor back and King now the Rancor is the bad guy. Yeah. The Rancor was the good guy when he came. The first time they're all cheering him, but then all of a sudden he's the bad guy. He's, he's destroying the town now. Like, <laughs> stop him, stop him. 
Like, where are you, both? Where are the I droids? We, yeah, we need the droids to come back and fix right. stop the rancor. Save us, droids. Yeah. Uh, and that whole scene is just a way, another opportunity to show, you know, Grogu has the force and he can bring this thing down. So still very focused on what's going on with um, Din and Grogu instead of Boba Fett. Another 10 minutes of Mandalorian spotlight. Um, which is, yeah, very, very long, very long, unnecessary yeah but mando is fighting that droid and he's shooting it and shooting it and then all of a sudden he's laying on the ground and the legs are going and grogu's off to the side trying to do his force and then they're like mando's just laying there like oh my god i'm frozen and it took so long as they're like looking like the legs are gonna stab him and then grogu pulls out a screw but then like nothing happened like the robot was just like oh never mind i'm okay now and then all of a sudden mando's just walking away i'm like why didn't you get up and walk away earlier it was so confusing <laughs> Yeah. so many this. so many things that were head scratchers during that yeah. finale man like, what is happening in this thing um and then i mean realistically to go back to your point that you said earlier when we were talking about cad bane and how he really should have been the villain of this show really mm-hmm. came when they had the duel with boba fett at the end of this finale and cad bane starts talking like hey i you know, I trained you basically, you know, I remembered you as a child, you're an old man now, like, they really set up this conversation, like they knew each other from when they were, you know, when Boba Fett was a child, Cad Bane helped train him and teach him their ways. And they all of this like rich backstory that these two characters seem to have. And we saw none of that in this show. All of a sudden, they're teasing me with this. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I was honestly getting excited like okay maybe this is where we're going season two of book of boba fett and i'm like cool this works and then they killed cad bane and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. you know boba fett yeah. just pulled a, a tuscan raider weapon out of his ass because i don't know where he was holding that thing and right. and killed him and i was like oh cool. like, well that's the end of cad bane i guess i'm like yeah. that's disappointing totally dude that was a letdown like uh, just so many so many poor choices yeah so many poor choices. I, you killed the pig man in here too. The only thing oh, yeah. <laughs> slow motion fall off the, the rocket. <laughs> like they're the only good guys to die. Like those poor fucking pig men. They're, they've been supporting Boba Fett this entire time. They just got uh, pushed off a cliff. Like they were just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, RIP yeah. pig man. Poor pig man. They really I have, know, man. man. They got, they got bit by the super wookie and then they got, yeah he just walked backward off a cliff like bugs bunny man they had a thankless job boy i'll tell you 100 100 thankless oh shit that's funny i forgot about the pigmen and their slow motion fall they totally so, I mean, went down. To, to wrap this up because i think we've kind of hit all of the the peaks that we're gonna hit. <laughs> um but so i mean was this a worthy boba fett story like we got the explanation in the beginning of him coming out of the crawling out of the uh, Sarlacc pit and getting rescued or I mean, robbed by the Jawas and rescued by the, the Tusken Raiders. We know what kind of ha- how he gets his armor back and stuff in Mandalorian season two. But I mean, was this is this enough? I mean, I know, of course, this isn't really a question for me and you as much as it probably is for hardcore Boba Fett fans out there. So if you are a hardcore Boba Fett fan and you want to answer this question, hit us up at raisethegeek at gmail.com or on Twitter at raisethegeek. But was this worthy of Boba Fett? Like, does this story need to be told? Was this, I mean, are you happy about 
if you've been dying for years and years to see a Boba Fett story, is this the one you wanted to see? For me, no. And I got to imagine the answer is no for most hardcore Boba Fett fans. Mm -hmm. I don't claim to be one, but I do think the character is cool. And the thing, the thought I just go back to is the post credit scene of Mandalorian season two, where Boba Fett returns to Jabba's palace, kills the guy who's currently sitting in the chair, and then like takes it for himself. And Fennec sits on the arm next to mm -hmm. him. And he's just kind of got like that, you know, cool swagger, like lean in the chair. I just had such high hopes yeah. for this thinking like, oh man, such a badass. He finally gets, he's going to be, that shows just going to be him being a badass, yeah, running crime, like still being a bounty hunter, like being an anti-hero that we can root for. Like people love to root for an anti-hero. And then you get to this show and he's just all of a sudden some noble guy like uh, is fighting for respect and wants to help the little person on the street. Like that's not the Boba Fett that I just imagine. I imagine Boba Fett just being like a badass bounty hunter. Ruthless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we did not get that. We got something totally different in a seven episode show that he wasn't even in two episodes of. And for the other episodes of it, he was in. it was just like flashback to how he, what he did after the Sarlacc pit. So to me, it's just like kind of disappointing. It doesn't move the needle for me on Star Wars at all. Like, what did it do for the narrative of Star Wars? Um, it was just kind of like a little mini side story of Boba Fett in Mos Espa, basically doing nothing except killing some fish faced people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I find that part disappointing. I really had high hopes for that show after um, what we saw at the end of Mandalorian. I don't know. So what about you? I 100% agree with you. I mean, I, I can't even really add anything more to it. I'm not the hugest of Boba Fett fans, so I can I can only answer so far. But I mean, I think we came up with three different storylines just in this conversation in the last 45 minutes of that were better and could have, I think, been more at least entertaining. Um, whether or not it hits lore, I don't I, I can't. You know, I can't answer the lore aspect of where it fits in canonically into stories or any of that stuff, but it just, there's so little there. We got flashbacks of things that could have been answered in one episode, and then none of it really paid off. Nothing paid off in the end. So, I mean, if you would have gave me at least a cohesive just story, but you know, shoehorning in the Mandalorian in two episodes, none of that was needed. It, it, it helped this show. But I mean, it just seemed like that was the only thing that they wanted to do. That was the whole point of the show was just to put Mando back into it and bring Grogu in halfway through. And everything just seemed so like off the grid compared to everything else. So it just doesn't make any sense. So I can't I can't say this was a Boba Fett story that needed to be told. I mean, yeah. it could have been a side story, like you said, on Mandalorian season three. Yeah. And and one thing I, I even said to you before is we can take from this is it's clear now that Disney has decided that Star Wars is the Mandalorian right now. Like that's the character they're attaching themselves to um, moving forward, just by basically being the face of Star Wars right now until something changes like him and Grogu. I mean, I can't speak for what Obi-Wan, what we just talked about earlier is going to do, but <clears throat> for now they've decided, yeah, Mandalorian is so important to the Star Wars brand that we're going to give him two full episodes in the Boba Fett show that are just focused on him. So, I mean, I don't blame them for that. I mean, money talks, you go where the money is. People like they, the reception to Mandalorian has been huge since that show came out. So 
it's just kind of disappointing that we were expecting a different show and didn't get it. Absolutely. I can't, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with any of that stuff. We are on the same, same path, same way of thinking. We are one. Um, so then, yeah. And I agree with you. The direction of star Wars hundred percent is Mandalorian. Um, I'm curious of where Ahsoka Osaka or Soka goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, Obi-Wan obviously can step in and maybe change some of, some of this path a little bit. Where do we see more Luke? Do we get the young Luke Skywalker show? Um, do we lean more into the Skywalker saga or do we t- let the Mandalorian push us further away from it? Which I think we probably should. I'd love to see other corners of this universe that don't revolve around the Skywalkers, but it seems like we're still tied in there <laughs> yeah. for the for the time being. But I think that's one of the appealing things about the Mandalorian and would have been appealing about Boba Fett was so this is something mm-hmm. different. Yeah, it's adjacent, but it's not directly involving the Skywalkers until the Mandalorian technically was. But now Luke's already out of their story. So right. it was it was fun to see something, a different side of the the war and the fallout. And it just really set a it has there's so much opportunity that they just really Swung and a miss, man. Swung. Swing and a miss. They can't all be home runs. They can't. So would you watch a Book of Boba Fett season two? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. I'm, I mean, time is going to pass between now and then, and I'm sure yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, lighten on my feelings a little bit and be like, ah, let's check it out. Let's see if they can get any better. So, I mean, <clears throat> to me, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but th- this Disney Plus stuff, I'm going to watch all of it just because yeah. it's just content and stuff that I'm slightly enough, you know, interested in enough to watch. So if, if Book of Boba Fett season two was announced, I'd, I wouldn't say no, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's high quality. They do a good job with what they're doing. It's just sometimes I feel like they're dropping the ball there's so much more that they could do with these characters There's so much more they could do with these stories and they're just not doing it. And I don't know if it's just laziness or they just don't know how to do it yeah. or, or what the bigger picture is of where they're going. So they don't want to do so much because they know in Obi-Wan, this is going to happen. And they know that in Osaka, this is going to happen. And what, you know, they know where the overall Mandalorian to star Wars universe is going. So maybe they couldn't give it that. So their whole point of the show was just to show Boba Fett survived. Those first two episodes were really all they were doing and everything else just became Mandalorian filler. Yeah, you could be onto something. Could be that. We're unfortunately not in the know for that. But if you do know or you, you know, worked on this show and you're out there listening, (laughs) you know, I know there's a lot of you out there that, you know, work, worked on the Star Wars shows. So go. There is. Yeah, Absolutely. I have no doubts that they're not listening to us, <laughs> but if they are Favreau, if you're listening, let us if you're know. Listening, Favreau, hit us up on Twitter at raise the geek, join the conversation and come on to the show and let us know the behind the scenes of the story of the book of Boba Fett. Cause I would love to hear more. And I'm like I said, I'm pumped for a season two, just to see what they could do somehow throw Cad Bane and the Marshall in a Sarlacc, pit, not a Sarlacc pit, a bound to take resurrect them from the dead and uh well, that's what you, you, you didn't even you didn't even watch the the post-credit scene they did have uh, old Cobb vance there in the okay in the in the tank so that's actually a plus i was like thank you for not killing him he was my favorite part so maybe like i said just put on twitter recently maybe we'll get a Cobb vance show i want that 
Yeah. I, give me that Western feel. Like I really yeah. wish they would have dove into that when they did that in the back half of this show, I was ready for it. So I, I would love if they did a season two and they really leaned heavy into the Western motif and really kind of did it that way. But star Wars, I think that could be so cool. So, I mean, there's, there's possibilities are there, but We'll find out and we will be here to talk about it. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raised to Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show where geek is all we speak.